0: Hi, everyone. It's David. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to What About Life from Indian Health Council. And I want to remind you that you can subscribe to this show via your podcast player. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, really any of the podcast players that are out there, they have a mechanism for you to subscribe to a show. Just hit the plus button or the follow button or whatever subscribe button is available within your podcast player. And your podcast player will automatically let you know whenever we drop a new episode, which is usually Tuesday of every week of every month. Oh, and please leave us a review on your podcast player, whether that's Apple or Google or Spotify. Click a thumbs up or give us a five star rating or whatever it is your particular podcast player does to show positivity. If you could show some positivity towards us, that'd be great. It helps in the algorithms and makes our show more available to more people so you can help us with that. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks again.
1: Hello, this is Dan Kalak, member of the Palma Band of Lusanyu Indians, and the Chief Medical Officer for Indian Health Council over the past 19 years. May we all wonder and be blessed by the energy created by the life around us, perpetuated and created from our ancestors and their ancestors for time immemorial. We recognize the Creator's hand is all that we see, feel, think and do here on Earth and in our short existence. We treasure our time together, and we wish each other peace, happiness, and long life. For love, health, time is all we have here on Earth. We relish our bodies, minds, spiritual being, and our consciousness. Drinking in our reality with the ones we love and making a good place for our people is paramount. For our Earth, our animal brothers and sisters on Earth, the ocean, the sea, and the unseen that share our space We treasure your existence. For our children we love, live, and last one more day, if not for ourselves, but for our generations to come, forever now, on Earth, and to the universe end. Michonne Lovic. Hey!
2: Welcome back to the IHCPEI What About Life podcast. Thank you all for joining us. The millions of followers that we've recently gathered in the few months. We got to be trending out there massively. Uh, it's, it's great to see all you guys out there. And, and thank you for listening loyally. It's the PEI team here. Uh, we're back with another uh, monthly topic. This month, we're talking mental illness. I got the PEI team here and a very special guest we'll introduce here. We'll introduce you here in a, in a second. But beforehand, let me introduce the PEI team. Myself, George Pohas, to the left.
0: I'm Dave Dawson, Multimedia
3: Coordinator. Jason Levine, part of the PEI team.
4: I'm Art, part of the team.
0: Welcome. Today we're I just want to say let's let's hear it for George, our hype man.
2: (laughs) Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We we gotta be in that top top tier trend. I mean, we're moving. We're moving. Spotify. We're moving. Apple. I mean, we made it all platforms. Did we make it all platforms? View us on all platforms. Yes. Okay. All those logos. We're there. Fire right? Fire. You know, we're making it. You're yeah? on. You're on.
5: You didn't have to pay for that spot.
2: Put it this way. When those residuals start coming in, don't
5: forget your boy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Our so, PI
4: team. Our PI B- yeah. 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 team. Not just the whole, the boy. whole team. Yeah. Right. And our multimedia. We'll
2: work all that out when yeah. it comes okay. in. All right. We'll okay. sign autographs. We'll work all that. There you know. And, and Yepa, Marissa, Marissa's in flight. Marissa's in flight going to the motherland. So we can't forget her.
4: Expecting some green chili, right?
2: Please. Something. Jerky, chili, something. Marissa, please don't forget your boys. Forget the team. Right? (laughs) So, uh, without further ado, Tina Garcia, our Behavioral Health Substance Abuse Counselor. Tina, thank you for joining us.
5: You're welcome. (laughs) So, my name is Tina Garcia. Like you said, I'm a substance abuse counselor. I am from Los Coyotes Reservation up there in the mountain back there. And um, yeah, so I'm here. At your request.
2: So, mountain, 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 mountain girl, mountain. Yeah, when I first came out here to the reservation, they were like, okay, you got like, you got like the natives down here, and then you got the mountain Indians up there. <laughs> and then it was like, you, you know, the, the natives down here, but you got to be careful when you go up there to the mountains. You, you got to act right up there. <laughs> I, I recall
0: you giving me that impression.
5: <laughs> I don't know. I hear all these stories, but I, I think we're amazing. But in all fairness, all they
2: said was just dress warm. Oh, yeah. 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 We are. We always get taken care of out there. I love you guys out there. You guys always, always, always taking care of us out there. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you have a passion for the field and and you mentioned uh, uh, um, being part of the community is something you've taken a a great deal of pride in servicing your community. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. My main
5: focus right now.
2: Yeah, so so we we think it's important uh, uh, that mental illness and substance abuse are talked about together, you know, and and some things that are mentioned, uh, um, you know, when we talk about mental illness is co-occurring or dual diagnosis. What what does that mean?
5: Well, for me, it means um, two things are going on, right? Dual. So it's the addiction and the mental health at the same time. So, um, a lot of the times when somebody's younger, when that starts to happen, is is that maybe mentally they're suffering, and that mental um, suffering could be um, it could be emotional, right? It could be sadness, it could be hurt, it could be all these different things. Or it could just really honestly be chemical imbalances in the brain. But a lot of the times people are trying to find their selves or, or 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 something like that, and then what happens is is that they turn around and. They don't want to maybe feel a certain way or they just start off recreationally as well. But sometimes they usually don't want to feel a certain way. And what happens is they get introduced to a substance, maybe alcohol or marijuana, something like that. And then they realize, hey, this took this away, you know, then they learn to start to self-medicate and not realizing, though, that's causing is actually causing more harm or more injury. Is what it does. Because as much as like al- people like to think alcohol is a, it makes me feel good, the truth is it's a, it's a um, depressant. So then you get, now you're suffering two things right now, right? So now you got, that's where you get the dual thing going. It's in. an
0: illusion of feeling good because it numbs you.
5: In that moment. In that moment. But it causes more harm, more pain, right. more stuff in the long run. Because now you're not dealing with the situation. And that's why Mental Health Awareness Month is so important because we want to make it – we want to normalize it. Like, it's okay to not feel okay sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, things go on. um, Just like every season of – that goes on we go through seasons as well so just like there's winter there's fall there's spring there's summer right you have every you have all these things going on but we do that as well we take on seasons and there's a time for us to have happiness sadness um grief all those different things and the thing is is that we haven't been learning how to handle things in a healthy way Right. And um, so some and, you know, sometimes there's some hereditary stuff that goes on as well. And, um, you know, one of the labels I know I've heard people say so many times and I know that's not OK. And sometimes we even joke around it a little bit. But, like you know, that term crazy. Oh, right. you're acting crazy, Oh, don't do that. You're being crazy, or you know, or don't talk about that. People are gonna think you're crazy, and um, you know, and that's and it's and it's not okay because i know i've I've seen it and I've heard it um people in my family, I know there was a time when i've been I've even tried to embrace it in in ridiculousness, you know what I mean, oh yeah, I'm crazy duh, duh, duh. but at the at the end of it, when somebody's really telling you like something's wrong with you, and it's like, well, then, what is it? What's wrong? How come I'm not normal? How come I can't be this? How come this, you know what I mean? And you're if you're at that um youth age anyways, you're trying already trying to find yourself as it is. Right. And you got other stuff going on and then the people that love you are telling you to be quiet instead of trying to figure out like, "Hey, what's the underlying emotion? What else is going on right here?"
0: Right. That Maybe, that stop acting crazy is dismissive.
5: Absolutely. When you say and that shameful as well. Yeah. Dismissive and shameful, you know. So, um there's just so much more we could be doing better. Hopefully we can do a lot more to start to heal ourselves and and our, start with our youth, with our, you know, like how cultural is prevention, right? But then it's like we have to heal the, everybody right now, the whole community, every every age, right? So we say talk about the youth, the toddlers, the youth, your young adulthood, and then your elders. There's no wrong time to get right. <laughs> there isn't. You can fix and change things and learn stuff. So with myself, so using substances and becoming addicted to drugs in time, what happened for myself is I start to get a little paranoid, right? Mm-hmm. I start to not think the way whatever you can say normal is. But let me tell you, when you start to think stuff that is just like way off director, way off to left field, and you cannot function well. And then it's like this is what I'm teaching my toddlers. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it just gets worse and worse in the like snowball effect. You know what I mean? And right. that's why we need to heal our community and start to just start to maybe think about our thinking. You know, that's what I've learned for myself because I would have just some random thoughts, and I didn't want to go seek help because somebody be like, oh, you shouldn't share that with somebody. Like, keep that to yourself. You know, and the truth is just like, in being able to be in recovery. I've learned that there's lots of people that have similar stories. You know, right. not everything might be the same, but we may have something similar. Right. Like if nothing else, the feelings are the same. Abandonment, shame, um, helplessness, hurtfulness, you know, those things, those are all the same is what happens. And so I've been able to identify and be going getting into recovery that um it was okay for me to feel a certain way about things because it wasn't normal. So mental health, mental health health can come from lots of things as well, like PTSD, you know, we've seen things, I know I've seen things that, you know, a person shouldn't see.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, and PTSD is so regularly associated with the veteran experience. The PTSD can happen to anybody.
5: It actually isn't, you know, they do say it's mostly for veterans, but like if you've been in and out of jail... And being caged up like an animal, and I mean, it's not that we don't commit these crimes to get there, but if you're treated in an inhumane way, and you see things that are happening to people, um, that causes PTSD. Mm -hmm. And they're actually trying to bring a lot of that out right now in the judicial system and stuff like that, but that and being violated against are violating somebody like you have to some that stuff all has all plays on your mind and everything in your mind has to do with your whole well being your spiritual melody and if you don't have some type of spiritual connection what happens is it's like something's missing and you're going to feel and, broken and
2: and we're going to we're going to we're going to use to f- to fill that void
5: yeah and absolutely. we're going to
2: use something really strong to cuz if especially if it hurts worse right really bad Right? Am I, am I Am I? Am I? Am I right?
5: You're definitely right.
2: You know, and and weed, uh I don't know. I heard this medical stuff these days is really really good, and that might fill the void. But it sounds like fentanyl and stuff like that is really really strong and gonna fill a big big painful void.
5: It does because no, like, some
2: of the stuff that you're talking about, and I really appreciate you sharing. It was just really, really emotional hearing the stuff that you're sharing. But the uh, um, the pain that you're talking about really, really uh, takes a lot of treatment, you know, a lot of healing. You know, we, we go out in the community and and talk about, you know, come in and talk to someone, come in and talk to somebody. And it's, it's not that easy, to be honest. It's going to take a life of healing.
5: It takes a long time. And let me tell you, that's why, like, I mean, I'm a little different than most, but, like, that's why I like to— BS yeah, so with my clients uh-huh. a little bit, you know what I mean? Because, like, I've been able to walk through this a little bit, and I, you know, and there's no, like, cure for everything, right? Uh-huh. But, like you said, that hurt. And the ones I really like to go after in the culture are the angry ones, you know <laughs> what I mean? The mad one. Because what you so mad for, <laughs> you know? Because the truth is, is when the anger is a secondary emotion as well, so usually that stems from hurt, you know, being let down or something like that. So the angrier I see somebody or the more I see somebody like lost or acting out or something, what brings to me to my mind and to my heart is, is like, what did that person go through? Why do they feel like this? Like what's going on? with them that they really feel like they had to act like this. Like that's where you know that something is really going on right there. So when you're out there being angry, you know, you're just putting off, it's like a cry for help. And yet you act, There seem like there's no help. Like before I got sober, I never knew nothing about recovery. Wow. N- never, never even heard about it. Didn't think it was a, an option I grew up with um, alcoholics and dysfunction. Mm-hmm.
2: What, well, which is normal? Which is that was your probably your normal. That was normal. Like we were, t- we talk a lot about the youth. Is if the, you don't the baseline, you don't know any different. You know, a life of abuse and, and and substance abuse and and depression is basically life. So why go get help if this is what <laughs> I'm going to grow up and I'm going to fight? But you we're know, trying to change that stigma, right? right but you know, we're trying. But like a, like she's saying, excuse me. Is like some kids grow up and you know there's yeah. the pipes on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? The beer, the beer, beer and, and and the vodka. It's on the table and and they're fighting. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just normal.
4: So I wanted to ask a question. Now that we have you, I mean, we have we have the experts here, and um, thank you for coming out. But um, we 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 did a couple of presentations with the team, and um, we brought up this topic of. Having uh, a person or, or a counselor that's walked the walk, right? How important is that? Does that, do you understand what I'm asking?
5: I understand exactly. L- lived, what you're experience. Lived, lived experience. Yes, yes, lived you know, experience. lived experience. And
4: we always promote it when we do classes, you know, those, those mm-hmm. peer counselors. The yeah, thanks for bringing of, that up. Of having somebody that has experience or, or knows maybe the pain or the struggles that I'm going through.
5: What I like to call it is I went to some. Through some training, and it was called peer support, right? And this was before I started going to school to be a substance abuse counselor. And what I learned in that class was me too, right? Because if somebody can't really feel or think Mm -hmm. you truly can understand it or something similar to it, they're just going to be like, you're full of but you know what i mean cuz you there and i'm not saying there's not other people out there that don't care there's some people that are really educated and that really really care and they really really want to help and there are a few of those but there are some that is like they don't have a clue of that despair
2: but let, let me interrupt cuz i know you you're on to really really powerful stuff but i think there's also very knowledgeable and educated people they understand, Jason, maybe you could jump in, like the the brain functioning of, oh, yeah. of addiction as it comes to treatment, which is very important. So I think as important as lived experiences, I think when it comes to treatment and addiction, you know, the the psychological uh, 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 direction of treatment is, is vital as well, especially with severe addiction. Mm-hmm. So I think with respect to the lived experience, people that are walking, I think, the professionals that not necessarily live that experience because quite frankly, it's probably rare for someone to live in addiction or live on the street and go down to a very, very, you know, yes. Yes.
5: (laughs) You know what I mean? So that is definitely true. You know what I mean? That's true because if I didn't have those people to learn why I felt the way I did or if I couldn't have until I went to school and learned what it was to feel like at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, nine months. They created these milestones for a reason to tell you like what's chemically going on in your brain, like the whole neurotransmitter. So if I wasn't able to understand that, I would have probably never been able to grasp why I feel the way I do. So yeah, there definitely is. You need the education behind it or else you'd be lost, wandering, not having no solution. But um, there's, de- and so both are needed, but in this community, especially, though, I do think, like, you know, in anywhere, though, it isn't good to have someone that can say, me too. It, it is because—and, you know, and everyone's not for everyone. I had to go out of the—I went and got help somewhere else because— it was just too, it's too hard to get help in the same sickness. So I follow, I do a lot of the wild variety and they have these trainings and they talk about the healing forest. Right. And so there's this tree and I'm, and you, and you're trying to, nurture this sick tree with beetles and this is that in the same area that it is and it's not going to get better right so you take this tree you take it out to this nursery you start to heal it it starts you water it you plant it, you give us the the sunlight all that stuff it starts to grow and flourish you're taking care of it mentally physically spiritually right all these things are going on and you take that good tree and you go put it right back into that forest that forest is going to kill it you know So unless you have some strong tools or then are you, if we get like 10 little trees and start putting them back in a nicer area with better soil, you know, there's got to be a whole plan for this. And so that's why it's like, it's important to just really just be, once you're aware, you're like accountable is how I see it. And so if we could start opening up people's eyes to this and not be blind to this and say, hey, you know what? I need help. I need help, my child needs help, my family needs help, we're suffering.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Give me some suggestions. Cause everything doesn't work the same way for one person, but let's try something different because this way has not been working and we have to do something different. We just have to have to do that. Absolutely. Man, you know what I mean?
3: That's like um like um I put I put it in relation to a continuum of care, but um through Vina and um, drugs and alcohol, there's a certain continuum of care that they have. Then with mental health, there's a certain continuum of care. But like you were saying, um, if if it doesn't work for you, find something else that works for you. Like Well Brady and the tree, you know, that's a certain continuum of care related to mental health and drug abuse. So it all relates to something, but if it didn't, one doesn't work. Go to the next one, but you have to have foundation within yourself. But most importantly, you got to find yourself. Yeah. And then if it, you're dual diagnosed in a way, you got to find out what the problem is in your mental health, because it could be, it could be from uh, years growing up of a bad bad situation within parents or grandparents. And a lot of times we see parents aren't in the in this in in the child's life, or now they're raised by grandparents who've already raised their kids. Now they're just so confused about who I am. Because I know when I first moved to the reservation, I think I was five years old, but I lived in town. So now I'm native. So I related to that story you just said, because I'm down in town. Now all of a sudden I'm native, but then there's other natives that are living there. So now I basically have to prove myself that I am native. And that was, yeah. that was hard to do growing up, you know, when you're so used to being in town and living that lifestyle, but you almost had to basically fight your way to be like, this is, this is who I am. And, but at the same time, what is a native? Like you were saying, I don't even know the ways of native people, but now I'm confused growing up Catholic and then growing up, then I'm native. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, who am I <laughs> as an individual? But it's important that they find the continuum of care like you were sharing.
5: And sometimes that care does um, mean medications yes, as well. So you were talking about that at first, um, about that. And it can be from things, situations that happen, but it also can be because there's actually a um, chemical imbalance in your brain from long-term drug use, so... You know, sometimes you need medication, you need other help. So I just want to say thank you guys for letting me talk. I could talk about this well, all day long. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. I know
2: we're, we're coming to an end. I, I hate to cut you off. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm To be really honest, I was really kind of just moved and, and just feeling it. Yeah, you know, I have a yeah. history and, and, and I'm uh, you know, I, I dealt with my addiction and, and things you, that you guys were talking about really, really uh, uh, hit my heart. I appreciate you sharing. You talked about that forest. I totally felt it. Totally, you know, coming up from the area I came, up. but I appreciate it. we could have we could have probably went for an hour, you know. Um, Next time
5: um, we'll just have to have you back. <laughs>
2: well, yes. There you go. Well, she's yeah. ju- she's gonna join us for our table talk. Okay, all right. You're all gonna right. join us for our table. I talk. will be here. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, um, um, I think the best way to close it out is just to let everybody know that you're here. You're Absolutely. a substance abuse counselor. Uh, we can. Uh, you can uh, uh, make an appointment with Tina uh, at the uh, Behavioral Health Department. You either come in, call. Uh, call, schedule an appointment. We also have Annette Reed. She's a substance abuse counselor. Call, see a, uh, a therapist. One, one quick statistic that uh, we talked statistics last month, but most people get either a substance when they talk about recovery, they only go get substance abuse treatment yeah. and they don't deal with their mental health issue. So we got them both here. You, yes. you can deal so, with a substance abuse issue. You're, you know, if you got, you know, some trauma to deal with. So that's one, one of the fortunate things that we have going here at the clinic.
4: Can I ask you something real quick? Yes. If our listeners are not from our area and can they call you to get a resource or help Absolutely. in other areas? Good we question. have um,
5: clinics, there are IHS cool. clinics all over. So we have all in San Diego, San Bernardino. Thank and you. if not, if I could look something just, just online for you, real quick, I, I'm sure cool. more than willing to do that.
2: And then you mentioned that well-variety. W- 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 real quick, we got about a minute or two. Can you, can you just give us a, a brief Uh, uh, A breakdown of that?
5: Well, Variety is Walking the Red Road. It was um, designed by Don Cohees. And and what it did for, like, someone for myself was um, I came in with trouble with um, the word God. So it talks about things as a cultural way. It does introduce God and spirituality. It talks about spirituality the whole time. But it helps uh, someone that's Native to see things without being pressured into maybe just aa or na it helps you to identify and see things on a broader broader thing like we want it to be cultural it's more cultural for myself and it allowed me to be able to open up and see that where natives have been doing this a long time and we just lost our way and we need to get back to it and it does start with culture
2: now we we have those we have that program here at Indian Health correct yes and we uh, do? Do we have anything currently? Any group currently uh, um, in the in the process scheduled?
5: Oh, off the top of my head, I cannot think of that. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't, I don't think I so. Know, I know Paul that. Was
5: doing mending broken Hearts. Mending broken
2: Hearts. There's a mending broken hearts. There's a healthy families. And then there's a couple of different ones, I right? And I will
5: walk somebody through the book and through okay. the twelve steps of the medicine will as well. And that's if chelters. they if
2: they schedule with you, that's yep. Things that you go through. It's mm-hmm. a really, really, really powerful program. And then it's and you be on the lookout because I think what they do is they kind of wait for enough people to sign up, and then they get them they get them going. So um, it's really something really powerful, powerful program. So, um, gentlemen. Thank Thank you. you. It was pretty pretty powerful. I told you you she was going to be all right. I told you she will be all right. (laughs) I told you. We were worried. We were worried.
0: I wasn't worried. I was worried, too. Nope.
2: (laughs) Hey, thank you. Thank you very, very much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. you. And
2: uh, we'll see you soon at our tabletop.
5: Absolutely.
0: All right. Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program, funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council's service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970.
1: Me, you. Hi, I am Dr. Dan Kolak, Chief Medical Officer at Indian Health Council. And a member of the Association of American Indian Physicians and the Palma Band of Usainio Indians. In 1971, American Indian and Alaska Native physicians launched AEIP to improve and protect the health of Indigenous cultures. AEIP encourages all American Indians and Alaska Natives eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine to get vaccinated to preserve our tribal cultures for future generations.